performer. What a fantastic, tremendous performer. But he's not the best in the world. I am. So many have claimed to be the best from Shawn Michaels to Edge to CM Punk, but they're all gone. And I'm still here. Because I am the best in the world. I am the greatest of all time. I am the alpha of this business. And I'm gonna prove it. Because I'm challenging you, Kenny. What? Jericho versus Kenny. What? Alpha versus Omega. To see who is really the best. I want to meet you. January 4th. What? Wrestle Kingdom 12 in the Tokyo Dome. That can't even happen, can it? So let's see who's really the best. Bitch. Oh, oh my god. What is Did the, I just, just see what I think I saw? What just happened? That was Chris Jericho, and he's just challenged Kenny Omega for Wrestle Kingdom. And Omega looks happy about it. What's he gonna say? Jericho versus Omega. Ladies and gentlemen, hello and welcome to another edition of Just What the Internet Needed More Of. That's right, it's a wrestling podcast. It's another wrestling podcast. It is called Top Marks. It is another wrestling podcast called Top Marks. My name is Justin Morissette, and with me, as always, is the janitor himself. You know him, you love him. He's your friend and mine. Josh Custodio. Man, these never get worse. Every single week I walk in here, Justin, you know I had a hard day at work sometimes. I'm a little tired. My back hurts. My knees hurt. Mm -hmm. I'm getting older. My hair's a little grayer. But every time I hear that intro, I'm ready to do what is ostensibly another wrestling podcast. How are you? I'm doing pretty well, actually. Yeah, yeah it's been a good week for uh, wrestling. Yeah, I think, I think so. I enjoyed yeah. both Raw and SmackDown. Me as well. Uh, they were both very enjoyable shows, pre-taped from the United Kingdom. Where's that? Uh, it's a uh, kingdom that's united. Oh, like, okay. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I watched it. Uh, all Lord these of the different Rings. realms. Yeah, it's Lord of the Rings. But right? they're they're tied together by their love of an old woman. Oh, yeah. okay. This... They all have a mom named Martha. <laughs> <laughs> that's why. Yeah, they decided they were all warring together for yep. a very long time. True. And then it was like, ah. <laughs> your your mother's named Martha. <laughs> My mom's named Martha too. And they dropped their swords, <laughs> and the kingdom was united. I'm pretty sure that's exactly how it happened. Is that how we got Drew McIntyre? Yes. Okay, very good. Also has the mother named Martha. That's I No, yeah. Martha McIntyre. Yeah, yeah, I know. She's, uh, she's actually she's the old lady that they all love over there. <laughs> <laughs> 
hot start, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for tuning in to Top Marks. Uh, if this is your first episode, it's always somebody's first. Every episode is somebody's first episode, Yeah, Justin. and probably somebody's last, too. They heard that little Martha <laughs> bit, and they were like, that's it. Nope, enough for me. I'm done. If this is your first episode, I'd love to say it's not usually like that, but it's almost always like that, unfortunately. Yep. <laughs> so uh, if you didn't like that... That's the Top Marks guarantee. We're it's not ha- always like that. <laughs> I would say maybe our guarantee could be... We're not happy till you're not happy. <laughs> exactly. Justin, do you want to explain what we do here each and every week on Top Marks? Well, you and I are two jabroni marks, and we True. break down the top three stories in the world of wrestling uh, every single week for no longer than... Oh, I think it's uh, 15 minutes. Yes, 15 minutes is correct, which is also the length of... I gotta say, it's a WCW TV title match. You are bang on correct. As so after usual. 15 minutes, the buzzer will sound and we will move on to the next topic. Now, Josh, there's a big topic here that we are not going to be addressing in our big three rounds this week. Oh, what's because, that? Because uh, I don't think we can get 15 minutes out of it, but oh. uh, my favorites on WWE television at the moment have been sent home from the European tour because oh, their mothers what happened are in not named Martha. <laughs> that's, oh, no. the, that's the official. <laughs> no. Oh, no. Uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn have been sent home from the UK tour Yeah. Uh, for apparently, quote, going into business for themselves. I love this. Uh, and, uh, you know, we I watched the show after this news came out. Yeah, so yeah. I was really looking to see, like, what is happening here that's not supposed to happen. And I didn't think it was in the promo battle. That seemed all normal and in totally normal. And like Shane McMahon and the New Day were all, you know, not scrambling to improvise responses. It all seemed fine. Apparently, after the match, when Kofi Kingston stole a win over uh, Sami Zayn. Which was bullshit. And Kevin Owens comes into the ring to beat down on... Uh, Biggie and Xavier. Well, no. He came in <laughs> to beat up Kofi. He was supposed to stay in the ring so that Biggie and Xavier could come in and make the save and maybe beat them up a little bit and chase them off, essentially. Right. But that's not what happened. Because yeah. Owens got in some rabbit punches on Kofi, and then he rolled out of the ring, and then he told Sammy to come with him, and then they just hightailed it out on their own. So how much do we believe this, Justin? We know that this is what the, the word out there is, but do you believe this? Do you think this is what happened? Uh, this is why they're sent home? I mean, yeah, I think okay. so. I mean, you are someone who questions these highly publicized leaks. I think uh, Austin Aries' interview that he gave Chris Jericho this week gives a lot of reason to question what the dirt sheets are saying. I suppose so, yes. We will get to that, because that is one of our top three rounds this week, uh, related to the cruiserweights anyways. But yes, in general, I I do find myself a skeptic in these situations. Not because, uh, you know, I, I think that these people are misinformed. I just think that there have been... Many times that it is very obviously leaked information, yeah. and it ends up working into a storyline. And if it's one of these things that everybody knows... And I mean, technically, right now, the storyline is supposed to be that the, these two guys are on the outs with the you know management. The two best friends are only in business for themselves, the, you say. Completely the, in keeping with what's going on on the TV. At the same time, yeah. you're punishing your audiences in the UK... For whom, like, these are two of the biggest names on the blue brand. True. And they're not going to be on these shows. Look, I went to a house show a couple weeks ago out in Abbotsford. You did. Sami Zayn was on the card, but he was in the opening match mm-hmm. taking on Mike Kanellis. Wow, that sounds 
And Mike Mike Kanellis was working babyface against Sami Zayn in Canada. Oh, my God. And it worked. (laughs) Sami did get booed. Really? Yes. Hey, has anyone noticed Mike Kanellis' name kind of works in a My Sharona way? Mike Kanellis. Yeah, no, I I have noticed that. Sure. Mike Kanellis. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So it's it is a it is disappointing. Listen, it it could well come out but that indeed Ke- Kevin Owens was not on that show in Abbotsford, and that was really disappointing right. to me because I love Kevin Owens and I want to see him when I I was gonna say shell up money and pay the big bucks to go to these shows, but I, I got those tickets for free. <laughs> <laughs> wow, how dare you, Justin? Listen to you atop your perch in hey, your ivory tower. I work in media. Folks, I get free stuff all the time. I pay for everything. I've never so gotten much as a free beer in this world, okay? Just so you know who the working man is here on the show. Justin, so is that is that what we want to say about Sammy's NKO? I guess a story developing, something to keep an eye out Yeah, for. I mean, it, this is literally coming out as we are recording right yeah. now, so maybe there's more details that are available as you're listening to it that we don't have right now. It's just a weird thing. It is a weird thing. And, to, like, look, I understand the kayfabe reasons for wanting New Day to beat up Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn right now yeah. because they are probably headed for a match with The Shield at Survivor Series, so you need to elevate them to look like the biggest threats, perhaps, on SmackDown. Right. Because they do not, they're not equivalent to The Shield in any way. Certainly not, moment. no. Other than, like, their team dynamic, as we've covered before. But even still, Xavier doesn't feel like a third, maybe we should have done a round on this, but Xavier doesn't feel like a third leg to that stool if you know what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, that like, makes sense for sure. He's not on the level of a Seth or a Dean. Certainly not. Um, but at the same time I understand Kevin Owens maybe going into business for himself and thinking I am in the top storyline on this show. I am probably the biggest star on this show other than AJ Styles. He's one of them. It doesn't make sense for me to be made to look like a chump by these tag team clowns. Which maybe is not, you know, his exact mindset, but there is something to be said about how Owens and Shane was by far the biggest story on SmackDown for months on end. Yeah, true. And it is going to continue to be the biggest story once Survivor Series is over. So, do you really want to make him look like a weakling for one match that's next week? It's an interesting question, and uh, I'll be curious to see where we are a week from now. I hope more information does come out, and uh, we'll see if they're on the TV and whatnot. But, Justin, I'm going to get into what the three rounds are this week, the three things we discussed for 15 minutes. I'm, are you ready? Yeah, it's not that, so let's find out what it is. It, well, it, it's about to, it's, this is what it is. Yes. What it is is this. Yeah, so tell me what they are. Here's what they are. In round number one, uh, Jinder Mahal lost his WWE world title last night. And he did. Uh, to AJ Styles on television. We're going to talk about Jinder's run, what we thought of it, if it's over, why they did this, television title changes, and a whole lot more. In round number two, as we alluded to, Austin Aries gave uh, an interview to Chris Jericho this week. And uh, it just seemed like there's a lot going on with the cruiserweights right now, with some people being called up, the introduction of Pete Dunne, this information from Austin Aries, Neville's maybe leaving. We're going to break down all that. Does that sound good to you? Yeah, a, a state of the cruiserweight division, state. which we've done before, but... You know, checking in on them again because there's always exciting stuff happening there. Yeah, if there's one thing that's always exciting, it's, it's the cruiser. It's two oh five live. There's no question, Justin. And around number three, uh, I don't know. Do you, have you heard of a uh, what's his name, Chris Jericho before? Mm, yeah, he's like a big time geek loser. That's who, right. Like tries to help uh, Kevin Owens, but just like gets assaulted and made to look like a <laughs> fucking nerd all the time. True. Yes, yeah, that Chris that, Jericho. That guy. Yeah. Yes. 
Did you know that he's uh, going to be fighting Kenny Omega at Wrestle Kingdom? In one of the biggest fights of the year, and he's going to be made to look like a complete badass? And it's going to be very confusing? Yeah. <laughs> We're going to talk about that, Justin. Yeah. Alpha versus Omega. Chris Jericho's trip to New Japan. And perhaps uh, Josh Custodio's trip to New Japan as well. Both CJ and JC. Oh, my goodness. Well, I'm not going to you know, give away if I'm going to Wrestle Kingdom or not already. But I am going to do that. And uh, we'll talk about that in round number three, too. And uh, Well, I guess I did give it away. No, no, no. You're going to reveal it later. Yeah, when, yeah. When you said, I am going to do that. You weren't talking about going to Japan Certainly for not. Wrestle no, Kingdom. No, no, no. You were talking about revealing whether or not you are exactly. doing it. Yeah, definitely edit this out. Yes. But yeah, in round three, I'll tell them that I am going to Wrestle Kingdom. <laughs> That's when I'll tell them. <laughs> okay, perfect. So uh, uh, that in a, a new segment this week. Well, it was not really a new segment. The return of an old segment. The return a, of an old one-off segment. Keep it or kick it returns to Top Mark's pod this week. Oh, yeah. The people, I want to say they love it, but I would guarantee they've all forgotten about I've it. I've not heard one request for us to bring this one <laughs> <laughs> Justin, are you ready to get down? I sure am. So what's but, the, uh, oh, oh, wait. Oh, wait. Wait, wait, wait. Justin. Wait. Stop. You said a second ago that you have never received a freebie in your life. That's true. That you are not a media mogul like I am. <laughs> Certainly not. You don't get free tickets. You don't even get so much as a free beer. I do not. Well, Josh, that's not changing because we're not getting anything <laughs> in exchange for this. But we do have a new sponsor this week. We do have a new sponsor, Justin, just like every other week, yes, right? Yes, but this is this one is a little different. Why is it different, it's Justin? It's real. <laughs> <laughs> Justin, are you telling me we have a real sponsor this we week? We sure do. Well, maybe I maybe I should do the read for that. Yeah, I would love it if you did. Justin, uh, do you ever live in Vancouver? Um, only every day of my life. Yeah, uh, me well, too. Well, save for some years where I didn't. Well, but... But since then, well, maybe for the sake of the ad, right now, that. right now, every day, this is off to a hot. But if start. we go back like five years, there's probably like three years where I didn't. Yeah, so it was two guys who have lived in Vancouver for their whole <laughs> lives. Justin, I think it's safe to say that we love Twelve Kings Bar, are we, huh? We are. Listen, I know that during paid advertorials, yeah. A lot of people will be like, I use this product all the time, and I love it. No, we're literally at this place most weeks. Yeah, maybe multiple times a week. Very reliably, you can find us there. Every Saturday night, basically. O- often drinking, you know, one or two or 20 cold Doing beer. some karaoke. But do you know what they're doing on Sunday, November 19th at 12 Kings? Probably the same thing that they do every pay-per-view Sunday, which is play the WWE pay-per-views on their TVs, have a big viewing party at the bar, and it's going to be a heck of a fun time yeah. because it's hosted by two uh, gregarious, Wonderful welcoming man. hosts. Yeah. Well, one of them is a very welcoming, good guy, and the other is the local biggest comedian heel I've Jordan ever. Ducharme. Yeah, Jordan Ducharme. He's a great dude. Yeah. He's going to be hosting. Also, the biggest heel in the universe. True. Xavier Galaxy. Well, that's he will also be hosting. That's. And they're going to do some wrestling trivia. They've got predicting sheets. There's prizes being given away. There's also food specials: a grilled cheese and fries for eight dollars. And there's going to be a, a shot that's in the theme of Survivor yeah, Series. The sh- the shot for SummerSlam was the Maharaja. It yep. was a green Jinder Mahal-influenced shot. And I drank like five yeah, of them. Yeah, you drank a lot of them. And got very <laughs> intoxicated. Yeah, you liked the pay-per-view a lot more than I did. I did, because I, I got all liquored up thanks to our boy... The Maharaja himself. So Sunday, November 19th at 4 p.m. at 12 Kings. That's 12 Kings Way in Vancouver. Uh, Justin, you know Wait. 
Where is it? Yeah, it's at 12th and Kingsway. And it's, what's it called? 12 Kings, Justin. What? Are you honestly just getting this now? No, but oh. Mike did like a month ago. I want a dope. And finally, Justin, you know who else is going to be there? I think we're going to be there. Yeah, we are. So we'll be there. Hey, and you had a moment. Look, no bullshitting. Yeah, hey, We Dan. are at 12 Kings quite a bit. Yeah. On Saturdays. Yep. Because you ran into one of our listeners there this week who just came up and recognized you from, like, the image on the front of the podcast. And I remember his name this time. Hello, Dan, if you're listening. That was such a thrill for you to come up, shake my hand, and I hope to see you again soon. Yeah, so come on out to 12 Kings. Your boys from Top Marks will be there. Xavier Galaxy from ECCW and comedian Jordan Ducharme. It's going to be a hell of a time. And like he said, $8 for grilled cheese and fries. Josh, you know I love a good grilled cheese. Justin, you're always saying that. I'm like... Boy, I love grilled cheese. You're saying you're it like, again, Justin. And, I'm sick of hearing you say like, it. Enough with the grilled cheese That's talk. Enough with the grilled- uh, Justin, I'm going to sweeten the pot even further. Yeah. If you come up to me, Joshua Custodio, at the bar, and you say the words, promo code top marks, the first six people do that, I will buy you a beer. The special shot, even. Maybe, uh, maybe the shot. Whatever yeah, you want. Whatever you want. Come up and say promo code top marks, and this time it does something. I'm like our usual ad. Yeah. So <laughs> that is, again, when? Uh, Sunday, November 19th, Survivor Series. Yes, so come on out for Survivor Series. going to be a hell of a good time. And with that out of the way, it's time for round, round number one. one. Round one. Fight. Hey there, Justin. Hello. Uh, I think uh, you like Jinder Mahal a little bit, right? I do, yes. I've... I am a proud owner of the modern-day Maharaja t-shirt. It's a... I wore it to work on Monday, actually. It's a good shirt. Uh, I think we can both say that he improved over the course of his title run, but boy, do I have some bad news for you as a fan of Jinder Mahal. What? I, I, have, I didn't watch SmackDown. Josh, what happened? Well, I'm about to tell you. Oh, oh, I'm so excited for the big match that they built up for uh, almost five minutes in a huge sizzle reel on Monday night. Jinder versus Brock Lesnar. Surely that's still happening, right? Justin, it's, it's not. Well, it might still happen, actually, I suppose. But, but Jinder Mahal is no longer your WWE champion. Oh, no. AJ Styles pinned the man. In the UK, in the United Kingdom, just like Batman and Superman, and now WWE champion is AJ Styles. How do we feel about this? Oh no! How do we feel about this, Justin? Oh no! <laughs> um, it to me it feels like uh, my first thought was maybe this is a sign that they do not have confidence that Brock is coming back after WrestleMania. Oh, expand on that. That that his contract is going is set to expire at WrestleMania just like 3 years ago when he was in a very similar situation. It's very weird that Vince did not learn anything from that and <laughs> kept the same. Yeah, your contract expires right after WrestleMania. Yeah, maybe do it fast like very time. it's very new Japan. To yeah, negotiate contracts immediately after the biggest show. Did I mention year. I'm going to Wrestle Kingdom? No, you haven't done that yet. Oh, sorry. Please well, don't. Yeah, sorry. Please don't Save mention that. Save that for that. the third round. Yeah, uh, so my first thought was if Brock is not coming back and they only have six more months of this guy, then you need to work in as many of your versus Brock Lesnar dream matches as possible in that time. Okay. And Jinder Mahal is not one of them. Though I will say... Having come into this build thinking, good lord, this is going to be a disaster, 
I'm, I was actually kind of excited for it now. Yeah, like you, Justin, I actually was weirdly anticipating Ginger vs. Brock. Not not because I think that it had a great deal of chance of being a great classic match. I think we both just wanted to see what Brock was going to do to the Singh brothers. Oh, that, for one. I mean, no question. Some of that, I think we even had a question about that a couple weeks ago. But yeah. yeah, seeing that, but also just seeing those two guys interact. How they have people that they've booked so strong facing off against each other. You don't see that a whole lot. I, I thought it would be interesting. Even if I didn't think it would be a great match, in some ways, I would have been more interested in that than Brock versus AJ. But I'm sure by the time the Sunday arrives, I might feel differently. But at this point, you know, assuming that they are never going to clear Daniel Bryan to wrestle again. Yeah. Uh, and we're never going to get Brock Lesnar versus Daniel Bryan. Yep. Then I do think that your number one dream opponent for Brock at this point is AJ Styles. I mean, there's some total dummies out there who would probably say Finn Balor here, but I, I would agree with you that AJ and Brock is... Uh, if, if you could pair up Brock Lesnar with one guy and give them a big build and the, the big match, AJ's very high on that list. Without thinking about it, he's probably number one for me so, in the company. In that regard, I'm kind of happy about it and like really looking forward to this match. At the same time... You know, I was having a conversation with Mike, my roommate, uh, the day before it happened mm -hmm. because he was like, oh, there's, you know, all kinds of rumors that they might go ahead with this title change tomorrow and do Brock versus AJ. And I was like, no, there's no way they're going to do that. And he was like, why not? I was like, did you watch Raw just like I did? They spent like five minutes on a hype reel for Jinder versus Brock. And it was a really well done video package. Yeah. It was excellent. And I was so excited for this match. And, like, why would you spend that much time, not just of, like, television broadcast time, but also production for time sure. that goes into making that reel if you have no intent of actually doing that match? Well, and not only that, Justin, they had such an out. With the, with the invasion angle, you had SmackDown invade again on Monday. It, it seemed to me that okay, so they're going to do the world title match and then the Raw guys will come in and that'll be a schmoz and AJ doesn't have to take the pin. I felt like they had a real out to keep that belt on Jinder. Yeah. But they didn't do it, Justin. No, they did not. They had, okay, so I think we need to give some credit to, to both parties here because that was a good television match. That yes? was Jinder Mahal's best match of his career. I mean, d definitely, right? Like, I, I what's enjoyed, even second? I, some of the Randy Orton matches probably. Oh, yeah, maybe the, the non-Punjabi non prison Randy Orton wow, matches. Wow, that's... I enjoyed both of the first two Randy Orton title matches. Yeah, when they're in the Punjabi prison no, twice. No, the, not that one. Yeah, the first or the other two. Punjabi prison. No, non-Punjabi, non-Great Cali, none of that. The first two, I thought they were good. But this one, obviously, blew it out of the water. And look, By far. When Jinder's push began, he started out by having two heel matches against... Sami Zayn and AJ Styles. Oh, yeah, right. And both of those matches were bad. Yeah, and we, not good. We all, you and I and all the people that we talk about wrestling with on a daily basis, were like, oh, this is... They might really just hit the hit the stop button on this push immediately. Yeah, if you can't get if a good match with these guys. Yeah, if, those are literally the two easiest <laughs> people in the company to have good matches with, and he couldn't do it with either of them, which I think is a good indication of how far he's come as a worker at this For point. For sure. That he was able to get a pretty crackling match with AJ. Now, I could probably get a pretty good match with AJ. Yeah. And I've never wrestled in my life. I think you guys would put on a five-star classic, <laughs> if I'm being honest. <laughs> Just when I think about the way you two match up in ring. Yeah. Because like, I'm not saying you, Justin Morrison. I'm thinking of your character in 2K18. Oh, the Mop Man. The Mop Man. He's, he's 
a pretty good worker, if I'm yeah, being honest. Exactly. So I think you and AJ, yeah, there's... No, I'm just, you know, that's obviously an exaggeration. Uh, no, but, but I know what you mean. Like, anybody can have a good match with AJ. Uh, Shane McMahon had a great one. The best of mania, but, some people think. Uh, I think that. Yeah. But Jinder, you know, he's been getting all of this time being in the main event slot on house show tours. Yep. And, and, like, being the top heel on SmackDown for half of a year now. It's been six months of Jinder Is Mahal right? as WWE champion. Yeah. Wow, it doesn't feel a that A three-month program with Orton and a three-month program with Nakamura. Gosh, but neither of those feuds were that good, and yet here I am still thinking that, you know what? I don't love Jinder Mahal as champion, but I wasn't, I'm not, I don't hate the rain for some reason. Yeah. How does that, how do, how does that make any sense? I don't like any of the Nakamura matches. The character matches. work imp- was very good and Im- improved rapidly over time. I thought his backstage promo before the match last night was awesome. Yeah. It was just excellent. Like, his character work and promos, like, he has come a long way in a number of regards, but even without the belt at this point, he's no longer the champion. He's still going to be a big character yeah. for a very long time because, you know, I, first of all, do we think that his reign is actually over. Is this a one-off switch so that they can do this Brock AJ dream match? And then, like, you know, this India tour that he was being built up for all along is still going to happen. And we have seen in the past house show title changes in NXT. Yeah, true. And... On and the main WWE. roster, yeah. Jericho and Owens? No, it was AJ won the U.S. title from Owens, AJ and Owens at right. Madison Square Garden. Right, right, right. Do we see a WWE World Heavyweight title change in India of Jinder winning it back? Wow, Justin, I hadn't thought about that. that uh, that's pretty good. Yeah, I think you could see that. That is – I hadn't considered that as an option. Or does he just win it back before the tour? Well, I'm curious. What I think some people are banding about even that he wins it as soon as next week's SmackDown invokes his rematch clause and takes off AJ next Tuesday. Do you think that's a possibility? I don't know why you would make the change in the first place if you weren't actually going to do the AJ versus Brock match. Give something big for England, something a little newsworthy. Uh, I don't, it's still a strange decision to me. I, don't I see agree. That happening. I agree that it is strange, but I, I can't disassociate, like you said, putting all this effort into Brock Jinder. Like, the promos love between Brock and Jinder are towards Brock and Jinder. Yeah. You have to build AJ and Brock in a week like AJ and Brock deserve better I know I just said how much I want to see that in-ring match but if you're gonna do it AJ Styles deserves better than a weak build and getting pinned by one F5 that's period true and and I'm, I'm that they aren't doing that big build makes me think that if they get to AJ Brock it's just gonna be a nothing match I just think they've made all kinds of wild alterations to the Survivor Series card in the last week yeah that's true that it's not out of the realm of what's going on right now because I think we all expected you know, uh, the Usos versus Seth and Dean. Yeah. And for Roman to be added to the Survivor Series team for the men's side. And right now, it hasn't been announced yet, but it very much looks like they did alter course and realized that they were leaving the number one money match yeah. on the table and have gone to it. And that is the Shield versus the New Day. You have to do it, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's Listen, there's been... I have to give them some credit because sometimes wrestling feels altogether too predictable where I've just been watching it for so long that it's like, okay, now this is what happens. And yeah, Roman's the fifth guy, blah, blah, blah. For better or worse, and I do think there are some real worses here, Mm -hmm. 
It has been an unpredictable build to Survivor Series, and and I I don't know how I feel about the AJ title win yesterday. It depends where it goes, but I'm, I'm at least interested. As a fan who complains when it often feels like the long-term plans are too heavily foreshadowed and predictable, and, and that I know what's going to happen before it happens, and that they're so stuck in their long-term plans that they don't strike while the iron is hot in the moment, I cannot also turn around and complain when oh, they are actually course-correcting here in a massive way to make significant changes to make this a bigger pay-per-view than it otherwise would be. Yeah, do you think Do you think AJ Brock, just that match at the top of the card, is AJ Brock a bigger match than Jinder Brock? Yeah, for sure. It has to be, right? Yeah, in terms of uh, being a marquee match that is going to drive interest in this pay-per-view and, and get people, I don't know, to buy the network... I, yeah, I think absolutely. Am I going to be sitting here next week doing our prediction show picking AJ to beat Brock? I can already feel that I want it to happen so badly. Uh, I mean, entirely possible. We'll see what happens on the TV. I'd like to touch on Jinder's total run, if we can, a little sure, bit. Because I think when, when he won the belt, myself, I think you, most people were sort of had like a what the fuck is going on here. I think I predicted that he was going to do it. Did you? I, I mean, we could go back and check. Maybe not. I don't want to listen to this I, shit. I certainly felt like <laughs> it was such an unpredictable thing to happen that it was the most natural thing to happen. Yeah, I, and I think there is something to that in wrestling too. Uh, but but I don't think a lot of us maybe thought that there was a huge amount of upside there, or at least it wasn't, you maybe guessed that, but there wasn't a whole lot of empirical evidence to think that Jinder Mahal was going to make a good world champion. Yeah, true. You hadn't seen him do anything he, yet. He hadn't, he, he didn't, uh, you know, the, the act with the Singh brothers wasn't fully fleshed out. He didn't have his new bomb-ass entrance. Or the suit, yeah. even. Uh, it's, and I think I think from a look and character and act stance, by the tail end of gender, and I don't think you can disassociate the, the Singh brothers with him. I think that's part of the act. Like, when I'm talking about Jinder Mahal, I'm talking about him flanked by the Singh brothers. Mm-hmm. And I think that's been, in some ways, it's over-delivered. Uh, now, the Nakamura feud was not good, but that, that was a convoluted thing for two characters, a guy who is a, you know complaining about people who think hey, you you don't like me because I look different against someone who also looks different. It's like yeah, a sort of I a mean, confused angle. They made him be very racist yeah, as I defended it. Which you loved. I didn't love it, but I defended it in like, what else can they do when mild xenophobia was greeted with cheers? Yeah. So so what do you think? Did you Do you like Jinder's title reign? Uh, yeah. I think it overall was a success. Uh, maybe it it weakened their overall business and him not being a draw in North America and putting this guy on the top. Because, you know, we talked about the effort to elevate the U.S. title with Kevin Owens and AJ yeah. Styles being a failure. Which it was. Uh, so if your, middle, if your mid-card is muddied and your main event is, is gender, then maybe that's not the biggest success overall. But in terms of building a star, which is not something that we get to see them do it you know it seems like guys are kind of anointed and then right. just pushed to the moon and look maybe that's what the gender thing was but because it wasn't roman i didn't like <laughs> i didn't actively reject it as much right. as i otherwise would have because i i couldn't spot like the machine pushing it as much yeah. even though that's exactly what it was it was for sure but but again with the the predictability and when we complain about the same guys getting the same chances being booked at the top they did pluck a guy from the very bottom of the card put the goddamn belt on him 
and and effectively put the rocket on his back. And maybe now he's improved for not having the belt and not having that burden of expectation. Correct. And still getting to ride what he was built up to be and having it without kind of that expectation of you need to deliver a crackling match because you're the champ. That's right. Because I do really love what they did with the character. I, I'm super into like what he's been built into. When ultimately, as the round closes, I think what's good here is that even without the belt, I still think he's going to get thunderously booed in a lot of areas. Even if he's not in the title picture, he can definitely slot into an upper mid-card heel position where everyone hates him. He's still a star of SmackDown. Definitely. And when he came over in the swap after WrestleMania... To think that at the end of the year, we'd look back and say, Jinder Mahal has been a weekly highlight of television whose segments I look forward to is not something that we could have possibly predicted. No, you probably thought he'd be another Jack Swagger, somebody who comes over, is on TV for two weeks. And then, and like, like eh. requests his release and goes to TNA. Well, that was me, actually, who had requested Jack Swagger's release, and they were nice <laughs> enough to grant it to me. <laughs> well, I'm very glad. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, do we even have a segment in the middle here, Josh? No, I think we just jump right on over. Uh, it would be good if I knew the structure of the show before we started recording. It would be good if someone told you it. No, we, we, could do, we could do keep it or kick it here or save it for in between round two or three. It's up to you. No, we'll, we'll just move on to round two now, I think. Well, then with that, it's time for round, round number two. Round two, fight! Hey there, Justin. Hello. Have you ever talked with Jericho before? Uh, no, actually never. You know who did talk with Jericho this week? (laughs) Who? Austin Aries, He did? He did. He went on the Talk is Jericho. Now, I don't want to plug it because obviously we are a competitor. Yeah. Uh, We occupy some... I know we are the bigger show, but I still don't... I mean, according to last week's guest... We are the number one wrestling podcast on planet Earth. And honestly, I trust Rob a lot. Yeah. So I'm going to say... That's Rob Russo saying that. When, when Rob Russo says something, I take it as fact. So I'm going to say we are the number one wrestling I'm podcast much, on Earth. I, I creeped his Facebook. And? He told that to his friends, too. He didn't think that you and I would read that. But I stalked him online, and I read it. That is amazing, <laughs> Justin. I love that you did that. That's not creepy in the least. I Justin. know. This is amazing. So, Justin, Austin Aries goes on Talk as Jericho this week, the number six or seven best wrestling podcast in the world. Way behind us. Well, I mean, Probably please. like number 43, yeah. if being honest. Yeah, maybe number 69. Yeah. Ha-ha! Uh, so he goes maybe on. Maybe like number 420. Ha-ha! Any? No, I don't have it. I don't think. <laughs> maybe number... 1080, like the snowboard move. Boo. <laughs> Boo. Uh, maybe. <laughs> Look, hey, Boo. I don't know how Cass just listed things off in between how you do it. <laughs> it's, it's not it's easy. Hard. It's not as easy yeah, as you think. No. Yeah, I sound a- like I've taken too many chair shots at this point. <laughs> <laughs> just he goes on talk as Jericho this week, and he says that he did not ask for his release from WWE. He was told that creative had nothing for him. Which is weird. That they... <laughs> I don't know how much I believe that, though. Okay, so... Because you, you are taking this as evidence that fuck the dirt sheets, they're always wrong about everything, yeah. they never get it right. Yeah. I don't know that I believe him here. But you couldn't possibly believe not the primary source. But... Like, no. you're going to trust... The dirt sheets over from the man's mouth? I'm not saying he's telling the absolute truth. The truth is probably somewhere in the middle. It doesn't make sense that 
there would be, you know, that Neville would also find himself frustrated by the cruiserweight division and also ask for his release. But I think those might what, be... What, do you think Neville is going to turn around and say, oh, I, they just told me I had nothing for me? No, because he has an accent and you did that normally. So Sorry. I, but I, I think that if you think They about... told me that they had nothing for me. Okay, <laughs> see, now the I could imagine it. They said, King, we got nothing for you. And okay. I said, all right, well, that's okay with me then. I'm just a cool guy who goes along with whatever they tell me. I love that character that you do, Adrian Neville, after he's had a stroke. That's yeah. such a good character. But, yeah. no, I mean, listen, if you think of where Austin Aries was at at the time, I could believe Creative had nothing for him only because Neville is a heel champion. You don't want babyface Austin Aries. I... But, Justin, here's what I really think it is. While I think that he is telling the truth there that Creative had nothing for him, he is left on bad terms with Ring of Honor, some s- sketchy rumors when he, in his time in TNA, and now Creative has nothing for him in WWE. Austin Aries might just be an asshole. And I've said on the show how yeah. often I think that he is. I mean, he seems like kind of bargain bin CM Punk Whoa. in the first place. Whoa! So maybe, you know, the fact that he's just a complete fucking dickhead and they didn't want to work with him is actually closer to the truth. But the interesting thing that combats that is he also goes on to say that Vince loved his commentary. That the first night he did commentary, Vince McMahon said something to the effect of, wow, you're such a natural. But I'm sure Vince probably loved CM Punk on commentary too and they're not great friends at this point i heard they're pretty best friends saw that on the dirt sheets <laughs> i heard he's coming back any day now um, well he, the so, dirt sheets are uh, pretty accurate so <laughs> just to flesh out what he further said he was saying that he was actually happy with his place in the cruiserweight division and was sort of loved that he was looked at to be uh, a guy who was going to pick up the business of it and this sort of thing so if that's true do you think do you think creative have? Let's assume creative had nothing for him. And that's I don't point. believe though that though. I don't believe that that's possible. Okay, so what do you think? Happened? On a show that is starved for star power, yeah, and like lacking in like believable, compelling audience beloved baby faces, yeah, that he would not have any role to play anywhere. And you can say, well, he's naturally a heel, and you don't want to turn him heel because Neville, well. Like, they turned Jack Gallagher heel. Yeah, and true. Jack Gallagher was a beloved babyface challenger to Neville. It's like, true. They just have found stuff for literally pretty much everyone else. And look, you could have turned uh, him heel and, and had uh, Austin Aries be kind of an antagonist towards a lower-end babyface. Maybe that's how you build up Grand Metalik. Oh, as yeah. a big time number two or, you know, rising star babyface, have him feud with Austin Aries first to prove that he's ready for for Neville. You know, like there's ways that you can use him as a star within that division without being in a title program. And to me it seemed like he should have probably won the belt. Yeah. If not at WrestleMania, then the show afterwards. And they didn't do that. And so it is weird that Tozawa has held the cruiserweight belt, and nowhere in those Aries Cracker Jacks did he get the belt. Yeah, that's uh, weird. Yes. So after he didn't win the belt, he felt like, well, there, you, if you're not gonna make me champion now, then you probably never will. So I guess I'm out. So you think that's what happened? I, I feel like that is so much more likely. Because then, because yeah, he basically, they did have stuff for him. He was still on TV after that. He was just being moved down the card into kind of like the, you know, the tag scene or whatever. In one of those multi-man matches instead of being in the spotlight number one. Right. 
program. That seemed to me like what was happening. And then he just disappeared from television. He did. He, he... So how can you believe that they had nothing for him when they did have stuff for him before he vanished. Well, here's what I think. I think that he didn't like what creative was giving him, and he was giving them the big middle finger, as you actually compared him to CM Punk, which CM Punk was known to do. But he wasn't a big enough star to have any cachet with that, and he got the, this guy's just tough to work with label, and that's why they let him go. That's yeah. the way that they're both telling the truth. From his eyes, creative had nothing for him except for bullshit, and from WWE's sense, it's like, we don't want to be in business with this guy because he doesn't want to go along with anything. Yeah, that, I think that's that probably actually, that makes sense. I think that's probably what you're looking at here, but, but who knows? We may never know. Uh, I think he will be missed. I hope he does turn up somewhere else. I'd like to see him in pretty much any other company except for TNA. And yeah, I think go back to Ring of Honor. Sure. Yeah, it'd be kind of fun to actually have him back in NXT and have him and Roderick do their old thing. But I, of course, that there's giant barriers for that. But I think that mm-hmm. could be fun too. Honestly, uh, it seemed weird that he got called up when he did because. He definitely seemed like a guy in the Bobby Roode mold mm. who was going to have a lengthy run in NXT and be one of like the draws for that company yeah. for like a year. Yeah, I, I agree with yeah. that. And when I say draws, I mean like guys who draw money, not guys who get paralyzed by uh, <laughs> pile drivers. He was going to be the draws of NXT. <laughs> He's going to puke on command and then, <laughs> then be a paraplegic. Yeah. Well, actually, the paraplegic Austin gimmick was bandied about the dirt shades for saying, where it was like, that's how they get around him not being able to beat Neville. It's because he can't walk. And then he was like, I'm not fucking doing this because yeah. I have nothing for me. And if that's true, that is bullshit. <laughs> This is so inappropriate. I love it. Yeah. So, but just okay. So that that's Austin Aries. Let's move on to some other cruiserweight news. You told me as I got to your home this evening here, Studio Skyloft, that there's rumors that uh, your guy Hideo Itami might be coming up soon. Yeah. In fact, there was honestly, uh, you know, the dirt sheets were wrong again because they were saying he might have debuted on the show after SmackDown last night, and that didn't happen. Okay. But you know, uh, Hideo Itami was noticeably absent from. The entire NXT taping schedule leading up to this TakeOver, he's not on TakeOver. If he's just done, then yeah, he does seem like a main roster call-up is coming. And look, I talked about last week my unpopular, unshared wrestling opinion. It's a very bad opinion. That I think Hideo Itami is an absolute star, sky's the limit, make make him the new... Uh, modern day Maharaja. See, no, I think that's an okay opinion. <laughs> Say what your bad opinion is again. <laughs> um, push him to the moon. Have him be WWE champion. You think he has a higher upside than Shinsuke Nakamura? Yeah, I think if you gave him every chance that Shinsuke Nakamura has gotten on the main roster, yeah. that you would get better results because he's a better he's better on the mic. Yep. He's a better he's a he can work heel. He's a great heel. He's he's a great baby face, so, and he has better matches. So with that said. How do you feel about him potentially, presumably, going to 205 Live? I know where all the stars are made. I mean, it drives – he can be someone like Austin Aries was going to be and ultimately did – like a star that can drive that division. Because I do feel like there is something – you talk about, you know, well, Nakamura just has so much natural charisma. Yeah, sure. He does. But if you like – take away his entrance music does he really i think he does yeah uh well i'll debate that he didn't have his entrance music in new japan that's true that's true that's true um but you know 
I, I think Atami is also very charismatic. I think so. I think there's something very compelling about him. I think he looks extremely sharp in a suit. Yep. So as a heel champion, who we, like that's what they do is wear suits. Would you just shit your pants for an Atami Grand Metalique match? That's like oh, your yeah. dream match yeah. at 205 yeah. Live. No, that's my WrestleMania main event for this year. <laughs> if oh, you no. give me the book, the Cruiserweight title match yeah. is the main event. Okay. And it's heel Atami versus Grand Metalique. Oh, okay, good. The promos for this will be dynamite. People <laughs> yeah. will be... Well, people will be all well in. Paul Heyman is going to abandon Brock Lesnar okay. and become the new mouthpiece of Grand Metal League. That makes sense. Okay, I'm, I'm with you so far. And Hideo Itami can speak for himself. Well, I mean, sort of. In, yeah. in, in a very loose sense. Wow, I gotta tell you, Jesse, you sold me. This is a great, great WrestleMania main event. Uh, yeah, I think Itami going 205 Live is actually a good spot for him. I think, as much as people don't want to admit it, Enzo Amore has made the Cruiserweights feel a little bit more legitimate. There's there's some interest. They're getting more time on Raw. Apparently, the 205 Live ratings are up, so, so that's good, but I feel... Wait, can He's, I move on? We, well, we've talked before about how just having Enzo on the show has fleshed out the characters of everyone around him. Correct, of course. Nobody more you know, noticeable in receiving that attention probably than Drew Gulak. Oh, yeah, I mean, then that's, I mean, been been tremendous payoff. Justin, I have fear for another man going for 205 Live, though. Someone I like a great deal. Who's that? The Bruiserweight. Yes. Pete Because Dunn. The, the UK division was prominently featured both on Raw and a Pete Dunne versus Enzo Amore match. And then basically everybody in the UK division was on 205 last night. Yeah, I didn't watch, but somebody And Enzo had a match against Tyler Bate. So back-to-back nights, Enzo wrestled the two stars of the UK division. Was Enzo able to get good matches out of these bums? uh, I liked the Pete Dunne match, but I would say that Pete Dunne got a good match out of a bum and not the other way around. What was good about it, and a weird thing I'm recognizing about Enzo, I don't want to pay him too many in-ring compliments, but... He does seem to just give guys the go-ahead to just lay into him, and yeah. he sells like a son of a bitch. Yeah. Like, that forearm that opened the match, that was absolutely brutal. Even just suplexes, For man. Sure. Like he he is fully just flopping around, and not in a bad way, in a way that, like, you know, lifting offense looks devastating against Oh, definitely. Him. I got to tell you, Pete Dunne is my kind of guy. I like Pete Dunne. I really like Pete Dunne and Tyler Bate both quite a bit. He yes. may have the best tattoo in the WWE, which I greatly appreciate. That bear on his knee, that thing is very sick. He's got the fur vest. He looks smug and mean. The Bruiserweight's a great name. The theme was good. Even though I sort of botched it with the song playing, then Angle coming out, I thought mm. that was weird. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm, I have concerns. I feel like Pete Dunne might, might deserve better than, than the 205 division. And so far as I kind of wanted to see him go to NXT and maybe play around in the, for that title. Yeah, and it seemed like for a little while the UK title was going to be involved in NXT television which it and NXT takeovers, be. which it hasn't been in quite a while. Why? We, we don't know right now if this, you know, cruiserweight involvement was just a one-off because they were in the UK this week. Yeah. Or if that is where they're going to turn up going forward. And if that is where they turn up, I honestly don't mind it, honestly. Okay. Because you, NXT, for a one-hour show, like, we talked a little bit a couple weeks back about how, you know, NXT is so crowded right now that you could make the pitch for it to expand to two hours where one hour is just entirely women's wrestling. Yeah. You know? I would hate that, but yes. But there is, like, it's a very crowded scene right now. There are three belts that all have their own programs going yeah. at the same time. 205 Live does not have that. No, it only it's has true. the one belt, and most of the guys in the UK division are cruiserweights. 
Yeah. I think maybe a couple of them. What's aren't? the one guy who had the NXT match? I can't think of his name right now. Wolfgang? Had, was that, yeah, Wolfgang, just the one name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's probably not. He's a big fella. Yeah. But beyond that, they're mostly smaller guys doing yeah. flippy stuff. Well, everyone from England is very small. Yeah. I know this. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I was all. in England years ago, and everyone. That's what you. That's the other thing that unites them. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, but like, there's only the one belt, and I'm not saying that like they need to have a cruiserweight tag belt or whatever. But just putting the UK title in there gives you more natural storylines because like. There's no more natural storyline than I want to be the best. I want your title. Right. You yeah. Know? It, I, I have a tough time with it. I, I think that I think that the influx into 205 Live can help 205 Live, and ultimately that's a good thing. If that's where I have to see Tyler Bate and Pete Dunne, then I will tune into that show more than I currently am. Dunne versus Metalik. Yeah. Me versus you. Yeah. Bate versus... Jack Gallagher. Jack Gallagher. Yeah. I, Gallagher could both go for the UK titles at the 205. Exactly. That so, is, you know, he's probably the only guy, but there's still a kind of a natural fit there, and I'd be excited for it. If, <laughs> if it happens, it might not. We'll find out. But what we will find out right now also okay. is whether uh, we should keep it or kick it. We're going to keep it. <laughs> we're going to kick it. You know we're deciding to keep it or kick it. Josh, can you refresh people's memories on what this game is? Justin, I would love to. Justin, what I do in Keep It or Kick It is I think of a list of things, okay? And you have to tell me if that thing you would keep, which means you like it, you embrace it, you want it around, or kick, which means you don't want it, get rid of it, I don't like this thing. The, the secret to Keep It or Kick It is that it's fast, Justin. I don't want you to expand on these answers unless I ask you to. You just say... Keep or kick? Do you want to say keep it, kick it, or just keep or just kick? I'll say keep it or kick it. I like that better as well. Are, Justin, are you ready? Do yeah, you what feel? The, yeah, I understand the rules. What are the list of things this week? You're gonna about to find out. Okay. There's a lot of them. Tell me. Are you ready for keep it or kick it? I've never been more ready. The cruiserweight division. Keep it. Kurt Angle as a GM. Kick it. The Shield reunion. Keep it. Comedy matches on the main roster. Keep it. The brand split. Kick it. Using WCW pay-per-view names. Keep it. Jason Jordan being Kurt Angle's son. Kick it. Wrestlers wetting their hair down. Keep it. Brock Lesnar title reigns. Kick it. Dolph Ziggler. Keep it. What? You're keeping Dolph Ziggler? Yeah, I'm not going to... I'm not firing him. I'm not... I like Dolph. Look, we go over this fucking every can week. You, can you edit this to say kick it? No. I'm keeping Dolph Ziggler. Maybe only for another year. That's going to be next year. <laughs> Rusev Day. Keep it. Big Ali time keep it. Big keep That's it. That's the biggest keep it so far. <laughs> yes. Alicia Fox. Keep it. Tables matches. Kick it. Ride along. Keep it. Segments with Elias. Keep it. Shane McMahon putting himself in matches. Kick it. And finally, Michael Cole. Kick it. And that's keep it or kick it. Can I kick it? Yes, you can. Can I kick it? Yes, yes, you, you can. can. Can I kick it? Yes, you can. I'm kicking Michael Cole. <laughs> <laughs> Justin, what did you think of Keep It or Kick It? That was fun. That was a good list. Yeah. Uh, I didn't, yeah. I I was worried that I was going to have to really think about these things and it wouldn't go as rapid fire as you wanted. Yeah. But uh, I felt like my, I trusted my gut on that one. Your brain seemed much faster than usual. What does that mean? And with that, <laughs> let's move on to round number three. Round three, fight!
<laughs> Justin, something big happened this week. Yeah? Yeah. I couldn't find my boots. I looked all over my apartment. Could not find my boots. Really? Yeah, I had to I ended up wearing my other boots, but could not find my boots anywhere. Your boots. Yeah, I'm wearing them now. Uh-huh. But something else really even bigger maybe happened this week, Justin. Chris Jericho, WWE star, is going to New Japan Pro Wrestling. Before we get there. Yeah. What were your boots made for? Oh, you son of a gun. <laughs> you son of a gun. This show is over! <laughs> Justin, could you... Wh- what was your reaction? <laughs> He's destroyed. I'll talk for a while. <laughs> Look at you. <laughs> You're in stitches. Justin, when I saw that Chris Jericho promo, being the an- answering Kenny Omega's challenge, on, or rather challenging Kenny Omega mm. at the end of uh, New Japan Power Struggle, I... I I couldn't really believe that this was happening. It seemed so off-board, so random, in some ways so old-school, and in some ways so innately Chris Jericho. I was thrilled in a way that pro wrestling hasn't gotten me sort of excited in a way, which is sort of the downside of there being one giant monopoly, I think, is that moments like this can't happen as much. This felt very big and novel to me. How did you feel? Um, Well, you know, I tried to make the case last round that the dirt sheets are often right, and you are a non-believer. True. Uh, And I think... I think this supports your case in that, you know, look, these two guys were feuding on Twitter for quite a long time. Yeah, I think about a month. You know, to build this up. And when it first started happening, you saw a lot of tweets being like, oh, my God, Chris Jericho is going to go to New Japan and wrestle Kenny Omega at Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah, or maybe the Jericho Cruz, some people thought, too. And this is where I'm going, Ah. fucking asshole. (laughs) Why don't you put your boots and walk on out of here? Here I go. Uh, uh, (laughs) Stop saying boots are made for walking. You can't handle it. Okay. Uh, But we saw a lot of tweets forecasting that. And all of the dirt sheets were like, oh, no, 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 no. That's not happening. If they are building towards anything, then maybe it's just two Winnipeg guys who are – you know, respecting each other and getting each other over online right. or whatever. If this is leading to anything, then obviously it's just going to be a cruise. It's going to—it's he's promoting his cruise. That's right. Yeah, the cruise of Jericho. Sail, sail away, sail man, away, man. man. <laughs> do you have any interest? Do you have any interest in going to that Jericho cruise? If I had the money for it, yeah, yeah. I, I'd do that. Do you think being on a boat affects the wrestling? No. Like, because they're moving, the boat's moving. I'm sure it'd be fine. I'm worried about them. Well, I think it'd be fun. My number one concern would just be being trapped on <laughs> a boat full of, like, sweaty <laughs> wrestling nerds. But you hang out with me all the time. Yeah, but, like, we're cool, though. Oh. And anybody who comes to 12 Kings next Sunday is very cool. That's at 12th and Kingsway, uh, 4 p.m., it's mostly like American fans that I'd be concerned about, unless sure, they're yeah. American listeners of this show, in which case they're also cool. Michael J. Foyce. Yeah. Uh, who's very cool. But so, look, I don't think that that is a contentious thing to say, is that there's a lot of sweaty, stinky, disgusting wrestling fans out there. Well, I've complained like, on the show many times about how little I like local wrestling crowds in general. Exactly. So trapped on a boat with them. Yeah, I, I get that. But... Justin, did this feel as massive to you? This Chris Jericho showing up, cutting a video promo where he, what did you say? He looks like a, um, like a Steven Seagal villain or something. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. It was uh, one of our listeners, Doug Lorman, I think, said yeah. that he looked like the villain of like a mid early '90s <laughs> like action thriller, which couldn't be more true. And by I the said, way. yeah, he's gonna get killed by Steven Seagal on like the deck of a boat. It could not have been more accurate, he's, by the way. He's gonna be the villain of Under Siege Two. <laughs> 
Uh, Hashtag under siege. Smackdown. Yes, exactly. So were you were you as rocked by this as I was? Um, it didn't seem as out of left field as it was supposed to be because like we kind of all had an inkling that it could happen, save for the dirt sheet saying that it definitely wasn't. You know, right? So when it was announced, it's like, oh yeah, that makes sense. And when I I, I watched the video, yeah. also, it was awesome. It was very good. It was so good. And like I tweeted this, I alluded to it off the hop earlier in the show. I'm really, really excited. Look, I'm not making a joke here. I am making a joke about how he was presented on his last WWE run. But, you know, to go from Jericho, who was kind of like an emotionally needy geek nerd feel, and before that was kind of like an annoying cool dad baby face, like the the number one common thread through all of those things is like annoying, you know? And that's... He was still super Even as the Ayatollah. Yeah, I'm not saying that that's a bad thing. Like, no. that he was incredibly entertaining, a, a magnificent performer throughout that run, one of the most compelling reasons to tune into WWE TV week to week. But, uh, you know, I, I genuinely am super excited to watch him be presented as, like, someone cool. The alpha. Yeah. This badass. The, again... Everyone a, knows. A, a world conquering badass who, after 20 years, is returning to Japan having done it all. The fucking A grade, top of the food chain destroyer, basically. And I know everyone knows this, but it needs to be said that Jericho's reinventions are really going to send him down as one of the greats, I think. I think whether it's the 1004 holds, the cruiserweight, he's the Ayatollah of rock and roll, he's Y2J, he's the, uh, you know, he, uh, on and on and on the list. He has all these things that get over, and that is so rare in pro wrestling. He has a mind for marketing within pro wrestling, even as far as the name Alpha Omega, branding himself the Alpha, like, that works. It just works, and he understands branding and marketing in a way that I think very few do in the wrestling world yeah i mean i'm more excited for the build to the match than the actual match itself there's not a lot of reason to think that it's going to be like one of these kenny omega blow away matches we've been seeing over the past 14 because like even as much as i enjoyed his run in wwe where i just said he was the most compelling reason to tune into television week to week none of the matches were that good no certainly not like none none of the the aj matches the dean matches well you could go back a stage even the punk matches were they were all right but like nothing. He, even his feud with bray wyatt yeah. several years ago the dean uh, feud like uh, he doesn't produce the cracker jack matches yeah like i was super disappointed by the kevin owens match for sure all of them yeah you know i didn't think a single one of them lived up to how good the storyline was. There's a couple things I think, and first of all, I do very much agree with and you. And I do not, look, this is somebody who has said that the only reason that he's still able to keep going and is still in the ring is that, like, DDP yoga has completely reinvigorated Isn't his that body. Something? And I am not begrudging someone for getting old and not being able to do what they used to do. But I there am. is no denying that he is not the ring worker that he once was at this point in his career or life. Of course. Like, now, I think there are reasons to think this might be a little better than that run, given that he has to work one match. There's no house shows. There's no. If this feels important to him, to me. I feel like he wants to. He's tied himself to Kenny Omega, not only because of the Winnipeg connection, he's tied himself to really who people view as either the, the one, two, or three best in ring wrestler on earth right now. I think pretty unanimously. And I think if there's one guy who is going to get that out of Chris Jericho, and if Jericho's just willing to sacrifice his body for one night, I, while it's not going to be Omega Okada or Omega Shibata, any of this stuff, 
or Omega Naito, certainly. That, it, but it could still be very good. I think now that Wrestle Kingdom card looks pretty strong. I, you know, I don't think it's going to stand out as a match there. But again, that build and just seeing those two in ring together is going to feel special. Yeah, no, I, I very much agree. And look, I, I'm super down for whatever is going to happen here. I'm, I'm not saying even that the match will be bad. I'm just saying it won't live up to the expectations that come attached to a Kenny Omega match. Especially at Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're like, 100% right about that. And, and that, I'm not trying to be negative in saying that. Nope. I'm just being realistic in terms of, like, this is not going to be Omega Okada Part 4. No, you know? certainly not. This is... Chris Jericho is old. He has limitations at this point. But I also feel like this will be his best match in years. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more with both things that you said. Uh, and But again, it's that crossing of the companies that just feels so cool to me. Yeah, and it is something that is going to drive massive American interest in New Japan. Oh, yeah. Uh, now, there are rumors right now that this is just going to be a one-off. That okay. he's only doing one date, just Wrestle Kingdom, and that's his only booking with New Japan. I... Would love it, just from a personal, like, a, a spectator, someone who watches the sport not just as a sport, but the business as a sport as well. It would be tremendous if he did stick around and worked this upcoming New Japan American tour. The U.S. tour, yeah. Because suddenly, I do feel like that would put some real fear into Vince McMahon and the WWE. Yeah. That, that this is actually, these are not just, you know, this is not just a company that's way off on an island on the other side of the world doing its own thing for nerds on the internet. Right. They are coming for my territory. Yeah. And I might need to strike back. Or, I don't know if Vince McMahon has it in him to do this anymore, but have real competition push him to elevate his game. Knowing what we know about Vince McMahon, is there a part of him that loves that Jericho did this? Uh, the ballsiness of it, that he just went and left. and I, I, I yeah, can see Vince being respecting that. Because, not to just quote the dirt sheets all week long sure. this week, but yeah, the, I did read uh, in the Cage Side Seats rumor roundup yeah. on Sunday night that WWE found out about this match the same way we all did. Which oh. is when it was announced on Power Struggle. That's badass. He did not go to Vince and say, hey, just so you know, I'm going to do this one-off appearance with New Japan. Which, you know, there's no reason for him to have to do that. Well, in fact, he's talked openly about regretting doing that once before with this opportunity he had to host a game show. Oh, really? Yeah, Vince put the kibosh on it. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I read this in his book years ago. Huh. Bizarre. So there's this precedent for him to not do that. Hmm. Or well, at least a reason to. Well, I mean, he's currently not under contract, I wouldn't expect. No, know? I don't think so. Yeah. So he's, I mean, if he's doing this, he has every right to Every do legal it. right, for sure. Yeah. And, you know, if Vince is going to be mad, he'll get over it. Yeah. If, he, if Vince sees money in Chris Jericho, Chris Jericho will still be welcome back. And Chris Jericho is going to be bigger money having worked New Japan. Like, this is good for everyone involved, I think. Justin, I got to tell you, while Kenny Omega and Chris Jericho are going to be in that building tonight, there's a Canadian you like even more than those two who's going to be in the building. Cody Rhodes is Canadian? Justin, no one likes Cody Rhodes. <laughs> He's bad. Have you seen him wrestle these good wrestlers to mediocrity, Justin? He's not good. Stop it, well, Justin. Well, I'm just trying to think of who else I know. Yeah, it's someone there. you know. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, do you want his initials? Um, 
Is Kota Ibushi Canadian? Nope. Kota. No. No. Is Naito Canadian? Nope. Certainly not. Is Ishii Canadian? I don't know why you keep guessing people who are clearly <laughs> Japanese. There's not a lot of reason to think those guys are Canadian. Oh yeah, my roommate Mike Noble is going to be there. Yeah, and do you know who Mike? Well, I mean, is he is he Canadian? I don't know. Yeah, I think so. Well, he's Canadian and Yeah. So, take another guess. It's not Mike. It's someone who knows Mike really well. Oh, Max Friesen. Yeah, Max Friesen is also <laughs> going, Justin. It will be Mike, Max, and one other person, Justin. Uh, uh, it's not are, Eric Young. Are the Young Bucks Canadian? <laughs> it's the boy. It's the janitor himself. It's Josh C. Justin, I purchased tickets to Wrestle Kingdom today. Yeah, I'm you flying did. to Japan for you 10 did. days. We have often talked about going to WrestleMania. Yeah. And you, we are not doing that this year. We didn't do it last year. We're never doing it. <laughs> <laughs> but you, Love is dead. But you did buy plane tickets and uh, Wrestle Kingdom tickets to go to see this show. Yeah, I'm taking it out of the show account, unfortunately. I don't know if I told you this. Oh, what? But, well, I'm taking it as a business expense because I'm going to get some interviews while I'm there. Okay. I'm going to go talk to Naito, Kota Ibushi, Kachuzi mm-hmm. Okada. No problem. Yeah. I'm just, I figure they'll have heard of us. Of course. And I'll just go over and ask them some questions. Yeah. Though, the, you might actually get a pretty high profile. Wait, yeah, 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 in case that doesn't don't happen. Don't say anything. Yeah, well, not. Well, not uh, I don't want to. Not it. I don't want to tip the hand towards that. But clearly, this is. I just talked about something that is going to drive North American this interest. Is, yeah. And you are the shining wizard example of that. Well, man, listen. I, I think, and g- judging by ticket sales today, they're going reasonably quickly. We couldn't get the f- the best seats in the house. And apparently, I was reading. There's a great deal. New Japan has something on their website that they have a a influx of international visitors like they've never seen before. Oh, really? How much? of that do you think you can credit to Chris Jericho specifically? I think an enormous amount. I really think so too. Isn't that strange to think? Because I'm not the world's biggest Chris Jericho fan, but it was definitely him appearing that got the ball rolling in, I think, mine, Mike, and Max's minds. And, and wow, that was hard to say. Mine, Mike, Max's minds. I just think that, you know, there's we've talked about this before. Guys from New Japan that you want to see sign with WWE. And yeah. Kenny Omega is top of that list. And it doesn't look like that's going to happen anytime soon. Right. Because he seems perfectly content to be the North American face of their expansion drive. Right. And that's Which a, is a cool that's spot. That's a huge role. It's a cool spot. He clearly has a lot of creative freedom. He loves it over there. He loves the people that he's working with. There's not a ton of incentive for him to become bogged down in the WWE system. So if you want to see him wrestle someone in WWE, this is kind of the best of yeah. both worlds only opportunity to see that. It, it just occurred to me that that's why this seems so novel to me. Is I always think about what guys I want to see come to WWE, but I never think of someone going to New Japan. Yeah, it feels like a New Japan-WWE crossover because that's kind of what it is, but unofficially. The war for Winnipeg! Which is great, yeah. No, I, I think it's... <coughs> I wish I had the money <coughs> to be able... To go oh, I don't have the money on the the <laughs> trip <laughs> with <laughs> you. I wish you were there too. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> guys, Justin, you want to answer some uh, some uh, listener questions? Yeah, this is our this is our go home cue, right? Leave yeah, the, leave the folks going home happy because we answer their questions. Correct, and they feel involved in the show. Well, they are involved <laughs> as in the if show. they could be involved no, in this no, show. No, Justin, the uh, <laughs> stop these it, stinky losers Justin. who I don't want to be on a boat with. If you are listening to this right now, even if you hate me, know that I love you. <laughs> and I don't echo any of Justin's sentiments. Even though you shit on me for my opinions on Twitter and you agree with his, I think you're great. And I, it means the world to me that you listen to this show. Maybe we should uh, get into some questions. 
Uh, sure. Yeah, let's do that, Justin. I'm gonna I'm gonna start out with uh, maybe. Well, we just talked about him. Uh, Mike Noble at Bike Melon sent in a question for us this uh, week. I don't know that guy. Okay, and he <laughs> said. What's your guys' favorite televised title change? Ooh, okay. Televised title change. Ooh. And he's drawing on the fact, of course, that uh, the New Day cost Seth and Dean the titles this week. That's yeah. probably the biggest title change of the week. Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely yeah. the big one. Yeah. Well, there was... Uh, no, no, nothing else happened. Yeah, <laughs> we didn't spend 15 minutes talking about it or anything. Yeah, so I... I this is probably... Is it, like, specifically world title changes? No, let's treat it as any title... That has happened on now. I, I would suspect your answer is probably one of the higher card ones. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, I mean, look, you, I've talked about this many times before. Uh, as as a kid, oh. that Austin Undertaker match. I if just I have to hear about, about Austin and Undertaker no, one more cause, fucking cause time, it's probably a bad match. And I don't know that because I was a child at the time <coughs> and I got to see my hero stun the Undertaker and right. pin him in the middle of the ring for a world title change on Monday Night Raw. A big deal when you're a kid. Is, yeah, it's a rare thing. Definitely. You, when you're a kid, you don't. You don't order pay-per-views. GIFs don't exist, so you can't even see video clips. Yep. All you get is the still-frame photographs that they play <laughs> at the beginning of Raw the next day to be like, look at these pictures of what happened last night that you could have seen if you weren't a child with no money. <laughs> oh, your parents didn't buy it for you? Here's no. a couple photos, exactly. you asshole. Exactly. Young idiot, get out your wallet. Yeah, maybe make some cash, you fucking idiot loser. So that's Go your favorite. mow a lawn, you dumb nerd. Ask your parents for an allowance, poor ass. Um, I, yeah, it's the one that jumps to mind to me because I remember freaking out a big about a big title change. Cool. I feel like the real answer is the one that you're probably about to pick right now. Oh, what do you think I'm going to pick? Uh, Mankind. Yeah, I'm picking. Yeah, yeah I'm beating Mankind, beating The Rock, and the biggest pop ever. It is the biggest pop of all time, <laughs> and my favorite wrestler of all time, and his first title win. It has everything. Okay. Yeah, that that's my favorite. Well, because I always pick that uh, Undertaker match, I have a backup choice here. Oh, you're doing the Justin Morris at two pick. I am. Yeah, go and, ahead. And that is uh, that is too cool defeating Edge and Christian with the assist from <laughs> Josie, the Kid Rock midget oh assistant, uh, which of course took place right here in Vancouver, British Columbia, at a building that we are overlooking as we speak, ladies and gentlemen. I can see it out my window. It used to be called GM Place, currently Rogers Arena. It is a stone's throw, but I would not throw the stone because from this height I would kill someone. <laughs> but that is how close we are to the building where that took place, and that is why I'm choosing it, even though objectively a bad match. Just fun to see... The Kid Rock midget hit someone with a hockey stick in the groin <laughs> to cost them the belts in Vancouver. Justin, do you hear that? That's uh, the sound of people marking out huge at no, home. No, that's the sound of me putting on my boots. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get into the next question here. This one, of course, comes from the Borg Man Super Fan, Blair Pachico. Blair? Blair, I mean another oh, great guy. Uh, Blair, Can asked, I read this one? Oh, yeah, sorry, Justin. Yeah, we switch it up back Yeah, that's right. I forget how this show dickhead. works. Yeah, I want the attention. <laughs> yeah, it's me that talks too much on this show. That's the real That's the real problem. We hear too much of me on this show. That's what the people are complaining. You know what? I should, I should go into a model. I should read every question. Blair asks, with the Rick Flair 30 for 30 being done, what are other wrestlers or incidents and moments you would like to see get the 30 for 30 treatment? Yeah, and, and my mind came to to a couple here, uh, but but I'm, ultimately I'm going to go with what I think would be the the most interesting one, the one I'd be the most inter interested to see, and that'd be Vince McMahon. 
now I don't know, given his ties to what's his name, the higher up, Dick at ESPN. What's Dick Ebersol. Dick Ebersol. Thank you. I, I don't know how unbiased this would be, or or even really that worth watching. But if done correctly, a thirty for thirty on Vince McMahon's rise, his views on business, what a totally zany, weird fella he is. I think that's probably the one I'd be most interested to see. How about you? Yeah, I mean, yes, as long as Dick Ebersol. It has a say in things. I don't think you're going to get an unbiased view at the life and work of Vince McMahon. Why not just go by Richard? <laughs> that's, a, that's, a, that's a good question. So who are you putting down? Uh, I, I'm going to go with uh, who? I, I think Daniel Bryan is a good choice. Yeah. A compelling life story. Gets the huge moment uh, of you know the WrestleMania main event that's never supposed to happen. A huge like crowd favorite and somebody who I think you know would would be an interesting person to examine from both the business side and the personal side. And a tragic you know loss of uh, of his career due to concussions. Yeah, uh, and concussions obviously a big issue in sports. So that element is is it's very now fascinating yeah, as well so I, I think he's a good choice if we're going like moments like a moment that you could make an entire documentary out of yeah uh you know the montreal screw job is kind of a natural choice but i feel like that's been done to death at this yeah, point yeah it really has so, it is a good answer for this but it, it's also just been done to death so i think what i would go with would be like the death of wcw sure yeah to its purchase by wwe i like that and just like, don't dive into the invasion angle at all. Sure. Just death at WCW. Yeah. Ready for another question here? Young sure. J. Moe? Yeah, let's do it. Fruits are thanksable. Thanksable. At Fruits Red Bull on Twitter, a good friend of the show. Asks, which two wrestlers would you improve, or which two wrestlers would improve the most if you swapped their finishers? Wow, I fucked reading that up on every level. Well, maybe you should read the questions, Justin. You're proving correct. Do you understand the question? Two wrestlers, they swap their finishers. Who's getting improved? Uh, by this swap. I have an answer if you need a moment. Hmm. I do need a moment here. Okay, so I'm going to explain mine because I've said on the show before how much I enjoy Killian Dane. Okay, Killian Dane, a wrestler I greatly enjoy, his finisher, the Ulster Plantation, I believe it's called. It's Kenny Omega's one winged angel, puts him up on the show. Oh, boom, gets him down. I now want Roman Reigns to do the Ulster Plantation. Because I love when Roman Reigns does the, the Razor's Edge powerbomb, and it's never a finisher for him. And I want to see him lift someone above his head, sit him down, crush him. Amazing. I think Roman Reigns suits it in a very good way. Now, does that leave Killian Dane with the spear? It does. Killian Dane is the one body type we haven't seen use the, finish, or the spear as a finisher. I'm interested in seeing a guy like that fly at someone, mow them over. You can entirely believe that a man of that size with his arms outstretched, running at you, sprinting, and cutting you in half would hurt like a bitch. I think it helps everyone. Killian Dane and Roman Reigns are swapping finishers. Justin, what do you think of that? I think that'd be sweet. Yeah. yeah. I, I think he's got the body type for the spear to be, like, a legit devastating. Like, I mean, he's kind of similar to, like, Rhino in terms of build, but a much bigger yeah. version of it. So it would be more, like, gore-oriented, I would say. I think so, too, yeah. So that's cool. And, yeah, it gives Roman a rad move that I think he could reliably pull off. Yeah, I think so as well. Uh, and I'm sick of the spear and the Superman punt. Like, Roman's key spots 
are boring to me. I wish he would win with that sit-down jackknife power bomb. I, yeah, that's that's his best move, because, right? Yeah, it's fucking super rad. Yeah, so. the, that, that's why I was saying the Razor's Edge power bomb is his coolest part of the move. He can lift guys over his head and he slams them. That's why I think the Ulster Plantation is good for him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, did I say jackknife and not Razor's Edge? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got my outsiders mixed up. No I'm problem. Sorry. Very good. Very good. Uh, yeah, I think Seth Rollins. And I mean the jackknife, I mean. Seth, so bad. Seth Rollins uh, needs a new finisher. Yes, he does. He's tried out a bunch of them since losing the uh, curb stomp. Curb stomp. So I'm going to swap uh, 2017 Seth Rollins with 2014 Seth Rollins and just <laughs> give him the curb stomp back. Because <laughs> like, look, it's, it is great. It's the best. It's uh, it looks devastating, but is like. It's the easiest bump to take in the world because you're relying on the wrestler taking the move to just like do a flat bump on their stomach. It's it's painless, but it looks devastating, and oh, that's yeah. kind of like the perfect thing for wrestling is something that looks like of it course. hurts a lot but doesn't do any damage at all. I've always wondered that if it wasn't called the curb stomp, if we're looking at a different situation here. Because I know that the the case that came out was, oh, it's just so easy to do. But there's lots of wrestling moves that are painful and easy to do. But, yeah, I mean, I think the thing was, like, like it's literally been reported and Seth confirmed that while he was in on the plane to go do the Today Show after he won the title, yeah. Vince saw the video of him winning it and was like... He, he he pictured his grandchildren doing the move to each other. Well, I wish he wouldn't have. And it's like, well, you, you, the kid would die, basically. Yeah. He'd step on their head. I hope he never sees Jack Gallagher's headbutt. Yeah, or any number. <laughs> any Like, there's so many moves <coughs> that kids should not do. So it's weird like to all single of that one like out. Like each and every yeah. single one of them. Yeah. Oh, yes, exactly. Uh so I don't know. I don't have a good like. Swap no, I think that is a good swap. Because then 2014 Rollins is bad and stuck with the. I'd rather guy improve than devolve. That, that's true. There you go. I think it's a good answer. This one comes to us from Doug Crap at Lorenzo Meow. <laughs> Doug Crap. Who says? <laughs> I like it. Uh, does Hardcore Holly deserve to be in the WWE Hall of Fame? I mean, what does "deserve to be in the WWE Hall of Fame" mean? I, I mean, I wouldn't have him in, but I mean, there's lesser people than him. It always seems like there's kind of a long-running, uh, like mid-carder like that. Yeah, a guy who was just around for a long time but never. Elevated to the star status, basically. Yep. Who goes in year to year. And I do feel like if I can't have Crash Holly in the Hall of Fame. Hardcore. Then I'll put Hardcore in there. Sure, why not? Yeah, I mean, I think you'll probably see a time where anyone you've ever heard of ends up going in there. Yeah. So, uh, I, mean, I, I don't think. They, they, it seems like it grow, the number of people who get into an induction class every classes, year yeah. seems to grow. It and, should probably be like four. Yeah. But I think we've ballooned it up to like seven or eight at this point. I'll tell you, he wouldn't be in the Josh Custodio Hall of Fame. How's that? I, w- I wouldn't put him in my Hall of Fame either, but looking at like the parameters of what you need to get into the WWE Hall of Fame, yeah, sure, throw him in. Why not? I agree. Justin, the next question comes from a terrific GIF maker, friend of ours, Daniel, at Early 90s Pants on Twitter. I call them GIFs. You call them GIFs? Yeah. Hard G, bud. No, yours is the soft G. No. GIF is the strong G. No, that's the soft G. What? Hard G is G. Oh, one of us soft is going to look is so G. wrong. Yeah, it's you. You're a But I idiot. think it's you. Yeah, but I know it's you. But I also know it's, it's no, you. you think it's me. I know it's you. There's well, I think it's there. you know it's me, too. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel asks, 
who would be on your Survivor Series team? One of you choose Raw, guys. One of you choose SmackDown, guys. You could argue over who gets to choose which team. I don't know. Okay, I'm picking SmackDown. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. I think Raw is easier. You have a Yeah, but since I'm monsters. smarter, as we just learned, I should do the harder one. Oh. No, I don't think that's true at all. <laughs> all right, bud. Well, you, why, okay, so let's. Should we do one for one, like a team captain thing? Uh, yeah. Okay. Sure. Okay, so I'll, I'll go first. Okay. I select Papa Braun Strowman for my Raw team. That's a natural choice. Yeah, you can't leave him off, right? He, yeah, I mean, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, now, I, hang on. Oh, sorry. Just before we do this, are we? Are the guys doing their matches, or am I picking for the from the whole roster? From the entire roster. Okay. Cool. Thanks. Yes. Uh, I am going to pick. Um. Kevin Owens. He's not on the team. He he should be. Yeah. Uh, he is the biggest star on the show. Kevin I don't Owens, think that's absolutely. true. But uh, that's – listen to you. In terms of presentation. He maybe seems not in like terms the biggest like deal. Best, yes, exactly. Yeah, I get what you mean by that. All right. So who who am I taking from Raw? Uh, I'm going to pretend that this is a hard decision. Uh, mm, Dean Ambrose is on my goddamn oh, wow. team. The lunatic not... fringe is unleashed. See, I thought it would be a slam dunk decision drafting Team Raw, but uh, you had some other ideas. I'm would, picking my team. I would not pick Dean. Not <laughs> No way. Yeah, but Justin, you have no taste. Uh, AJ Styles. Okay. okay uh, Kevin and Owens and AJ have to put their differences aside and work together for the bigger Okay. All right. I yes. see. I see where you're going yes. with that. I'm picking up what you're putting down. Boy, it's really tempting to put Jason Jordan on my team. <laughs> I mean, he that guy. Man, I just don't fuck with him at all. Mm -hmm. What like when he was throwing vegetables? The other, it's like just go, just no more. I wish I was picking the raw team because I would put Elias on it. Would you? Um, maybe not. Because there's so many <laughs> monsters to put on. Well, I'm I, might not picking I might draft a team full of monsters, and then my fifth guy is Elias. To be clear, I'm not picking the, the most monstrous team. I'm picking like the team configuration that pick, creates the team that I most want to watch in okay. a Survivor Series match. Okay. Well, that has some dynamics in it. It's going to have faces. It's going to have heels. It's gonna, I mean, it's going to be quite the team. Just you wait and see how far this thing is going to develop. It's going to change your life when you see my team. <laughs> okay, sure. When I tell you the rest of them, you are going to be <laughs> – I'd be blown away when even begin. Okay. Well, are you just stalling right now? No, my third pick, gonna pick third? is the Intercontinental Champion, The Miz. Ooh, interesting choice. A guy who has bad history with both Dean Ambrose and Braun Strowman. Interesting choice. My pick is someone who has bad history with both Kevin Owens and AJ Styles. Go ahead. John Cena. What? Oh. If you're going to pick Braun... I need a monster. You do need someone need to address a, Braun. I need a yeah. big monster who can counteract Braun, and I don't have that on SmackDown. I just have Mr. You know, <laughs> championship record himself. Yeah, I guess. So that's all. I that's It's a natural choice. Okay. All right. Listen, I, I see what and you're doing. And it'll play into my overall team dynamics with my next pick. Just you wait. Wow. I'm already excited. For, can you tell yeah. me now? No. I really, really would like to know. Well, it's going to change your bum life when you find oh, out. Son of a gun, you're probably <laughs> right about this. Justin, my next pick, while I am not going to complete the shield, I am going to put Seth Rollins on my team. Him and Dean are just too good of a of tag team wrestlers in a Survivor Series sense. They can do the double teams. They can do the, the quote-unquote tag finishers. I want to see them uh, do their thing in this context. So there will not be – spoiler alert, there is no Roman Reigns as my fifth pick, but there is a Seth Rollins. All right. Well, I am also going to uh, go with somebody who 
I got pushed as a big heel with the WWE title, just like Seth Rollins. Okay. And somebody who I think would work well within the overall group dynamic of the team that I'm building. Okay. And would very much blame everyone else when this team loses. <laughs> Go ahead. It is the modern day Maharaja yeah. Yeah. Jinder Mahal. You have to. I-, I think he actually makes it so interesting. I think having Jinder in it is is an interesting thing. Justin, my final pick is a small man. Okay. He is a, a a man under 206 pounds. Really? He's, he's on 205. He, is he live also? He's not on 205 live. What? He's the bruiserweight. Oh, my Pete God. Dunn is coming, mm. and you better believe he's going to be knuckling up with some of your big dudes over there on SmackDown, looking strong, kicking ass. Pete Dunn is my fifth pick on my Survivor Series team. Goodness gracious. My oh, my. All right. Well, now I have an interesting choice to make here on a team that currently has two baby faces and two heels. Correct. Do I want to pick another heel to close it out, or do I want to have predominantly baby faces? Uh, and I think what I'm gonna do, like, do hey, I have I've got some options here. Go ahead. I could pick Sami Zayn and complete the Owens and Zayn. You duo. should. Or I could pick. Someone who has a uh, history with Jinder Mahal as well. Oh, okay. And that is who I am going to pick. The man who was denied from being on the team this week. Okay. It's Rusev Day, like baby. That. He's on my team for sure. It's Rusev Day. Uh, and Aiden English has to accompany him. Of right? course, okay. yeah. yeah. No, I thought about putting Aiden English on the team itself. I would have liked that. Okay, but so our Rusev, teams are... Rusev will come out, and Aiden will be the mascot, like James Ellsworth was last year. Representing uh, Justin Down Live is Kevin Owens, AJ Styles, John Cena, Jinder Mahal, and Rusev. And Monday Night Josh is Braun Strowman, Dean Ambrose, The Miz, Seth Rollins, and Pete Dunne. I think those are both actually pretty cool teams. I'm actually much more interested in our teams than the real teams. By far. Which It's because hey, the SmackDown real team is... We'll get into this next week. But, but, but yes, yeah, I mean, we're looking at a card right now with this AJ Styles loss... Yeah, or or the lost AJ Styles that does not have Jinder, Owens, or Zayn on yeah. it at all. Oh, don't worry. There is. Uh, well, we got Shane O'Mac, uh, Randy Orton, and John Bobby Roode. Oh my God, don't you kill me? Uh, just you ready for the last question this week? Sure. Yeah. Comes to us from friend of the show. We got uh, Foist to last. Michael J. Foist. What does he ask, Justin? He says, "What is the worst match you've ever seen?" So this is such a hard question, right? Because when you say worst. I mean, the are you talking about like in ring? Wow, these guys are atrocious. Because I've seen so much local wrestling that is subpar that it would be hard for me to not pick one of those. But I, I'm going to go with something very disappointing. Okay. Okay. Uh, I am a. I think you know this. I don't know if I've brought this out on the show very often, but I'm a Jeff Hardy detractor. Okay. Uh, I don't think Jeff Hardy is very good. Okay. Uh, and I had maintained for a while that I didn't think Jeff Hardy was very good. Are you picking his? TNA match against Sting when he's too drugged up to participate? You're going to find out so soon which one I'm picking. I've also been one of these people who maintains that Sting <laughs> is not – he's not – that. well, he carried WCW in some ways. There's no Sting match that I really love. So when I – I remember talking to Bo about this saying – Boy, Sting and Jeff Hardy, that is going to be a stinker. You mark my words. Neither of these guys, they can do spots, but there's no transitions. Boy, Jeff Hardy versus Sting is going to be a stinker. Mark my words. Mm -hmm. And your words were proven correct because they rang through the ages, and it was just 
It was. It's not even a it's match. It's not a match. But, but people look at it now and it's like, oh, in hindsight, it's interesting, right? It's like, oh, wow, this is sort of a moment in time, this sort of thing. When you were a paying person buying a TNA pay-per-view and the main event is Sting versus Jeff Hardy. And Jeff doesn't come out because uh, he is too fucked up. Well, he, he eventually makes it to the ring. Yeah. It's a scorpion death drop, and after they sort of talk to the re- Eric Bischoff comes out. Keep in mind, I didn't have a lot of money in grade eleven, and I you paid. I for bought this? this pay per view. Oh my god! And the main event, boy, I I anyway, worst match I've ever seen. I understand now in hindsight it has a magnetism. It's sort of interesting to watch. Believe you me, at the time it did not feel that way. Justin, do you have a worst match? Uh, I mean, I'm sure there's a bunch of like Attitude Era women's matches. Oh yeah, all of that, those that qualify. <laughs> Um, I, I can't, I was just trying to think of like, what's the worst match I can think of of late? And it's probably Randy Orton, Bray Wyatt, uh, oh. the, the house one. The oh, house really? Oh, buddy. <laughs> that was so fucking bad. Are you <laughs> kidding me? You think that I was the worst? I don't know that it's the worst <coughs> ever though. That might be exaggerating a little bit. Yeah. Um, and so, hmm. Like okay. if we watched main event, I'm sure we'd see Connor wrestle Sin Cara and it was you know what I mean it's 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 tough yeah you're probably right stakes stakes are important in deciding this I think like true I, I think a, an answer here not to step all over you here but I, I think Brock and Goldberg headlining Mania is another answer for this where it's yeah, the main I, event of a big show Brock and, and Braun was incredibly disappointing to me yeah man uh, I, I, I wouldn't go so far to call it my worst match of all time but very disappointing but super disappointing um, look I'll go back to a pay per view that I feel like you and I watched together okay. somewhat recently. Okay. Uh, that, you know, I remember enjoying. This is also a pay-per-view that I purchased way back in the day. Oh, gosh. The time. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and it's WrestleMania 2000. Yeah. And honestly, there are a lot of choices on this card. <laughs> you could go with the hardcore title opener. Actually, that's not the opener. Big Boss Man and Bull Buchanan versus The Godfather and D'Lo Brown is the opener. Oh, let me guess. That's a great match because D'Lo's in it, right? Uh, Ice-T accompanies them to the ring. That's what makes it a great match. Oh, my God. Uh, but, yes, uh, the Hardcore Battle Royal is a very good choice for this. It's 15 minutes long. It, they botch the ending. Yeah. The whole thing is a fucking mess. It's like classic WWE awful hardcore wrestling where they're just hitting each other with things and there's like no psychology. This is a good pick. There's nothing at all. I'm not going to pick that though because there's a worse match I think on this card that you and I were both flabbergasted at at who is involved in this match. Now it's a tag match involving Rikishi and you're going to think Oh, well, Too Cool. No. He's with Too Cool, it's obviously. Not too Cool, folks. No, no, because Too Cool is in a six-person <laughs> tag match earlier in the card, but and you would think Rikishi would be no, the isn't. third person on their team, because that's natural. That is absolutely what should be happening. We did just But the third this. person on their team is China, yeah. and Rikishi's tag team partner is Kane, <laughs> and they are accompanied to the ring by Paul Bear. It sucks. As they take on... D Generation X, and you're thinking to yourself, "Oh, DX nice. in a tag team. Cool. Oh, that's probably the New Age Outlaws, <laughs> no. or or uh, I don't know, like probably a Triple H and Sean, maybe, or like X Pac and Billy Gunn. Sure, I'd be even down with that. But no, it isn't. It's Justin. the worst permutation. <laughs> if I told you that DX is in a tag match and it's the two worst people you could possibly have together, you'd say, "Who? What? Who's that?" And I would tell you. 
It's X-Pac and Road Dog, <laughs> and they are accompanied to the ring by uh, Kane's ex-girlfriend, Tori. The match goes for four <laughs> minutes and 14 seconds. It's the shortest match on this card. Actually, no, that's not true. Terry Runnels versus The Cat is the shortest match on this card at 226. If Xavier was here, I'm sure he'd say The Cat was underrated. Uh, but a four-minute and 14-second tag match, which is your popcorn match between... Uh, Chris Benoit versus Chris Jericho versus Kurt Angle in a two falls Okay, let's match. talk over the WrestleMania 2000. <laughs> what is the worst match you've ever it, seen? It is Kane and Rikishi versus X-Pac and Road Dogg. What a Un- shitter. Like, that, that is a, an awful match <laughs> to be on, like, a random SmackDown <laughs> in the 90s. Mania. Never mind the second-to-last <laughs> match of WrestleMania 2000. I like that pick, Justin. Thank you. Thank you all so much for your questions this week. Those are fun. Yeah, we haven't uh, said this in a little while, but uh, please be sure to take some time out of your day-to-day life to perhaps yeah. rate and review the show on iTunes. Give us a little boost in their algorithm. Or just promote the show to people you know who like wrestling and might enjoy listening to us goofballs fuck around for 90 minutes or yeah, however long. I'm here literally begging you to tell anyone you know. Listen, we understand not everybody wants to be public about wrestling fandom on social media. I True. get that. But you don't watch wrestling alone. It isn't good enough for you to do that. You watch it. Tell those people, hey, you know, Josh and Justin, while one of them is extremely dumb, they have a pretty good show. It's true. You are extremely dumb. But our show is very good. Uh, I like to think. I'm healing it up this week. Hey, put your boots on. (laughs) Take your boots off, bud. Stay away. Bud, I'm crying. Uh, (laughs) I thought that was the putting my boots on sound effect. (laughs) Now who's dumb? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, so any amount of uh, reviewing, subscribing, sharing, all that good stuff, we we love and appreciate it. We always appreciate that uh, because we, you know, I think we do a good show. Well, we are hashtag good friends but, doing a good show. But we uh, are a very small show also. So also whatever help you can uh, do to uh, help us grow the program here is very much appreciated. And, of course, come on out once again to Survivor Series at 12 Kings at yeah. 12th and Kingsway in Vancouver next Sunday. Your boys are going to be there. Uh, our boys, Xavier and Jordan, are hosting. It's going to be a hell of a fun time. An $8 grilled cheese. <laughs> I'm going to eat probably two grilled cheese, Justin, if I'm being honest. I might have three. We'll see. Son of a gun, Justin. <laughs> but until next week, uh, you know what you could do? You could you could probably add some sauce to that grilled cheese. Well, I, actually, I'm not even joking. I absolutely will put some hot sauce on it because you know how I like my food. I like it hot. Yeah, and like if you're adding hot sauce to anything, it's also because you like it spicy. Yeah, no question. And it's gonna be a kind of a different flavored grilled cheese because you know, well, no matter what, D- grilled cheese always tastes, tastes great, great because it's curry man. What? 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 Titus World Wide